the reason why we're here is because a been way too long since i think we've like blessed people with our voices um and like not you know not just about production or anything like that but i feel like just in general we just haven't been out there at all ever in the past like what is it, five months five-ish months since we've done our last podcast and i think instead of um we were both talking about this earlier instead of doing this whole kind of we're the teachers you're the student we're talking about production i think we just want to open this up get a little ambiguous here and um and just talk about our experience with the process and by the process i mean the process of fucking life whatever kind of lives <laughs> or like whatever aspects of our lives and be like hey yeah like there's a lot more going on than just production yeah i mean well to, to to piggyback off of the thing that you just said about masters last time i checked my name's not roger deacons or chivo so um hopefully we can start a conversation and open up some some questions here and uh get a dialogue going with you that's right you the listener person who's listening to this about the female warrior. um Them you. on that note let's start this thing off with an icebreaker <sighs> so why have you slacked off for the past five months on posting things online starting with jake um <laughs> i'll go second <laughs> starting off on why i've slacked on <laughs> posting for the past five months um I mean, there's a plethora of things, but like Seriously. to keep it simple, um, I don't know. Like, oh wait, can I lay down some ground rules here for us? Oh, definitely, definitely. definitely. There's only one ground rule here. We cannot say that we've been busy. That we were both going to say something along the lines of that. <laughs> we, but let's move past it. I'm assuming our audience doesn't want to hear that. We're not going to say that we've been busy, even though we have. Let's start with like personal page. Personal page, there hasn't been much I, I wanted people to say or like to tell people about on my personal pages. Um, and I think that's also like translated over into the business side. I think like the business side has been a bit more of like uh, a version to perfection. So Serious. just like not been thinking that things are like perfect enough to post. So I'm like, I don't, don't, don't put it up there. Um, but I think like just that conglomeration of those two things is like, uh, no, I'm not going to post anything. I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to leave my life as is. People don't give that much of a rat's ass. Would you, are you summarizing? If I summarize what you said, would it be perfectionism? Yeah. Perfectionism. Yeah. I mean, like I feel that I feel that to my bones. <laughs> I mean, pretty similar to what Jacob said is I just feel like I have this pride this pride of oh this isn't good enough uh this piece isn't good enough to show you know the world and so you know I, I just hold back from showing things and then I feel like I just become another cog in the system of posting another behind the scenes photo or posting you know another still of commercial work that we're doing long story short uh enter this podcast now I feel like we've been doing the same things other production companies do, and that is soul-numbing to me, like Ooh. to be just called the same. I think the reduction of that is like identity crisis or like identity like mismatch, you know? Like you, you actually don't know, okay, why the heck am I posting? Dude, so 
on that note, I've been reading this book, uh, the Seth Godin's latest book, The Practice, and he does talk about finding your identity. And a lot of artists and creatives don't call themselves creatives because it's not their full-time job or they find some excuse to say, oh, I'm not that. I'm, I'm not as good as so-and-so or, you know, c- comparison. And then – or they'll say, oh, I'm not that good yet. And in reality – all creatives have said, oh, I am a director or I am a producer, and they've proclaimed that before they knew that they were the best. Do you think you'll ever know that you're the best if you are the best? Let's say – let's pretend you're the best in whatever lane of work you do. Do you think you'll actually know? Opinion of, of like their own self-esteem falls away and like falls away in like a very like public view. So every time they look at themselves, they don't go, oh, like, I am the best out of everyone. It's more like, okay, look, I, I know that, like, I'm cool, but, like, behind closed doors, I'm cool, but I'm going to be cooler kind of thing. You know, like, that's what I feel like they, like. Always most, getting better. Always striving. Yeah, yeah. And then they come out and, like, some of them, like, depending on, like, you know, if you look at, like, Gary Vee, Gary Vee definitely probably tells himself that behind closed doors. But then he comes outside and he's like, guys, the epiphany moment is <laughs> keep fucking pushing <laughs> like you know like it's not I, so- I i think i agree with that like i think another point on seth godin's book is uh he says that imposter syndrome is truly real it's it's a real thing even if you are the best of the best you will be telling yourself things like i'm not there yet or i'm not as good as this person or i just don't know why people are believing in me when a masterpiece is made, I don't think the artist itself knows that it's a masterpiece. I just think that they gave it their best. That's it. I think they gave it their all, and the world decided that it was a masterpiece. The artist was like, I did what I did for the past 20 fucking years. I don't know what was different. Why didn't you recognize me 19 fucking years ago? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, this is my mm-hmm. t- my crossover point. This is it. This that is my right crossover there. point. No one knows when they're crossover. Like, that's like saying, when do you become a good driver? Oh, right. That is something that, like, from the age of, like, what is it, 14, 15 that you start doing? Yeah. When can you actually start saying, I'm a good driver? You don't know. Yeah. And that is something that is, like, mundane as it comes because it's su- it's ev- something that everyone everyone does. Yeah. The, it's incredibly situational, and it's incredibly, like, how often do you – there's so many questions to ask, and, and you know, and, and also the biggest is <clears throat> who dictates what's a good driver and what's a bad one. So, And also me, I'm a very, um, I'm a very stubborn passenger in a car. Like, I judge the fuck out of how harshly you stop at a red light. Yeah, that's right. You lose points with me. This man has watched too much SpongeBob. <laughs> he actually goes – Big toe. Big, big toe, toe, man. You got to use your big toe. That is all that you need to accelerate. I'm serious. Big toe only. To make this thing go full circle, to run it back to the point that we started with. What's been your reasoning for not posting so much the past few months? Oh, right. Yes. To run it back full circle. Imposter syndrome, along with perfectionism, along with pride and ego, has all stopped myself from consistently sharing what I've got going on. And I love what I do, but 
like these things have stopped me from sharing it with the world. And I think this uh, podcast, amongst many other posts that were um, starting to ramp up recently, is um, is kind of a proclamation of like, hey, time to change, man. It's time to change things. Perfectionism along with a lack of purpose in posting. Yeah. When you ask yourself, what's the purpose of this fucking post? Yeah. And when you go, I actually don't know why I made that, like, yeah. except for myself. Like for real, and then at that point you're like, ah, no, go. The hurdles are too high to jump over. I'm gonna just let this one go, and then you do (laughs) that over and over again. I've been there. We've all been there. I think what truly makes us different is just what we're talking about right now. What like, it's we are truly talking about us and our personal problems, and I think that's relatable. And I think it's okay. By the way, I think it's totally okay for us to like just share. I don't want to use. I don't want social media to use me. I would like to get back to where I kind of started posting, which was I used to utilize social media as a tool to share my life and to sh- a tool to share my um, my job and what I do and what I'm passionate about. But I think it quickly changed or it easily changed once I started slacking off to something that was taking control of me and something where I was just watching other people comparing my own life and, and – um, just wishing that I was that cool, wishing that I had that camera gear, wishing that I was like, oh, I wish I had that kind of project and not this kind of one that I have right now. But um, in reality, we got to get back to using social media as a tool. It's got to go back to us using it, you know? Let's switch it up here a little bit. Switch up the uh, the beat, the vibe here. Personal life, how's everything going? Great. I just got back yeah. from the Adirondacks, actually. It was social distance. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Talking to you, the listener. Tony already knows. No, I just went there with, uh, with like a significant other. Spent some time, just like very quiet time and relaxing. And also on top of that, uh, just, I don't know, life's been very good. It's been very... Stressful at times, but like mm-hmm. I think that's just the normal stresses. And then there's nothing. There's been nothing out of out of the ordinary. I've been enjoying life thoroughly, honestly. Um, that's good. Which like comes to like the saying of that like I've been blessed or I've been like lucky this year because you know shit hitteth the faneth. This year has been crazy, but I definitely uh, in my personal life. Um, I've been safe and I also feel just lucky that, uh, shit hasn't, shit hasn't hit the fan for me personally. Um, so I definitely feel very thankful for that. Um, I could do a bit better on my budget, personal budget, finances, things like that, because, uh. It's interesting that I think I, like, doubled my income, but then next thing you know, I'm like, wait, am I going to be able to pay rent next month? Like, that's all because of my stupid-ass decisions with uh, finances. Don't eat out every night. That's definitely lesson learned. Don't eat out every night. May I interject? Please. With a great thing that I heard the other day? Yeah. You ever heard of this concept called uh, 
lifestyle creep? No. Pretty negative. Is that, like, as you start to grow your income, or, like, as you start to grow, like, the amount of money that you have access to... Yeah. The more you're willing to accept this, like, delusion that I deserve to be able to pay for more. Oh. Like... Dude, that stuff creeps up. It's I mean, like fast. literally, it creeps lifestyle. Up fast. It, she, she creeps. It's in the name. In yeah, the name. like I went from living at my parents' house, no expenses, and um, you know, or very little expenses, and I was saving very little, and I was like, okay, I'm good. Like, and then I started making more money, moved out with the filmmaker money that we were making now, and um. And then I'm like, wait, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, I'm making more money. I should be saving more, but I'm saving the same amount, pretty much the same amount, you know? Wake-up call past past two, two, three weeks. I'm definitely uh, – I made a budget sheet for the first time in my life. and uh, Congratulations. That was a – dude, that was a slap in the nuts. That was a slap in the, in the cojones. <laughs> I, I am awaketh right now. You're here, you're present, dude. Like personal budget sheets. I think the last one I made was probably like two years ago. And at that point, I looked through my debit. I like scanned through my debit account, and I was like, "Oh, this is a lot of money being spent on food, mostly just food, not strippers or anything like that." But like, sp- oh, food, jeez, <laughs> food, delicious food, expensive food. Food's easy to get, man. It's like. It's oh. like it's um. You could go to like McDonald's. And you're like, oh, it's like seven fifty right now. Who the fuck? Who cares? You could add it like, up fast. Yeah, just like let me pay seven fifty. But then you do that every single day, and you're like, oh, like it's just seven fifty a day. Seven fifty yeah. times thirty is what? Too much. Mm-hmm. So definitely like the fact that you even made a budget sheet. Like, congrats, kudos. <laughs> like I still look at my budget sh- like in my bank account. And I'm like, oh. what is happening? <laughs> It could be better. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so it sounds like there's a wake-up call for both of us here coming to uh, change how we spend money. It's crazy because in you know, in kind of the wake of COVID-19, we need to stay in more. And what happened is with staying in more, we decided to spend more money to entertain ourselves. With that staying in more. And, um, yeah. What did you, what's the most expensive thing that you bought to entertain yourself? Because I have a lot of stupid shit that I've bought in these times. I think he's nervous. But, um, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Shoes, but overpriced shoes. Like, so regular people. This man is buying Nikes. Regular people buy shoes and they expect to pay, I don't know, what do you expect to pay? Like 50 to $100? Sure. But no, not these shoes. These J's. I just got the OG uh, Chicago black toes, um, mid the mids, and um, it was I think it was like two hundred fifteen dollars, like something like that. Two hundred two hundred fifteen dollars, and then I mean that's not the only thing I've gotten. I've gotten like Air Force Ones twice in a row now, so that's like a hundred dollars each. And then um, yeah, I like shoes a lot, so. Sorry, would for feet that, for you, feet sweaters would basically. You, would you say that <laughs> shoes are your greatest weakness? Yeah, absolutely. Because I love them. Like they look so cool. I just they're so awesome. 
Foot sweaters. Foot sweaters, man. That's what they are. They're essentially just foot sweaters. That's what I have to tell myself to not spend money. That they're sweaters for your feet. And they have awesome swishes that Michael Jordan also wore. The greatest basketball player of all time. Not really on the shoes, but food. Food's your weakness? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You could tell me, like, hey, dude, you want a burger every day? I'm like, oh. hey. You? <laughs> Please. Or you could be like, hey, man, um, you know, would you like to go, like, to some, like, fancy, like, it's not, like, anything crazy, but, like, this fancy restaurant has, like, beef bourguignon. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> beef bourguignon. I don't even know how to say that. It's like $75. And I'm like, uh, $75 for the experience. Well, totally for the worth it. Yeah, the burger. Uh, it's for the, the beef burger. <laughs> I mean, expensive. We're, we're if you the, can't understand what well, they're it's, saying, it's, that's expensive. It's, it's not the food at that point. It's the experience. Like, that's yeah. like the lie that I tell myself. But at the end of the day, it's like, like yeah. you're just paying for an experience. Like, I think I've cooked more in the past two weeks than I have in my entire life. And the interesting thing is I'm saving money for probably one of the first times in my life. I'm making a bulk amount of food on a Sunday or a Monday, and that way I reheat it throughout the whole week. And, I mean, like, I must be saving at least $100 a week. If you could make your own chicken nuggets, which is Mm -hmm. not that difficult. Actually, Tony does a good job of actually breading his chicken and, like, cooking it, as he says, Monday. Like, Sunday, Monday. (laughs) It's actually really good. He does that, I would say, like, with, like, Three quarter pounds of chicken probably yeah. buys it for like you know eight mm-hmm. nine bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Exactly. And then if you think about it, when you go to McDonald's, that is less than three ounces of chicken. Oh yeah. So the amount that you are actually buying and cooking up, I think that you are actually by paying like eight or nine dollars probably for every like two weeks versus twice at McDonald's if you were to go. On a daily basis. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. You would pay probably like, what is it, like four to five times as much money. Yeah. And it's also four to five times less cancer. I'm not quite sure about that, but he keeps insisting. So it's there. <laughs> I, I don't know, man. Like, I, we, You're like, I don't know. We just, I mean, we, we can't endorse McDonald's cancer, on cancer's this podcast. Coming from, cancer's coming from everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, all right, let's close it out. But first, let's talk about our sponsor, which comes from nowhere because no one has sponsored us yet. Feel free to pay us money to talk about you at the end or the beginning. Breville, the middle. Breville <laughs> this might be for you because, hey, yeah, hey, this whole podcast is called Process, and you have food processors. Honestly, I'm not really sure why you haven't sponsored us yet. Um, Breville, get on it. Thank you very much. And um, we'll be hearing from you. Guten Tag. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. <laughs>